back with another episode of the 132 Breeze podcast. As always, Marlo joined by Casey. Casey, we made through a scorcher of a weekend. How did yeah. you hold up? Oh, a scorcher of a weekend it was. It was a great time for me to play my first full uh, field game of soccer of the year, as well as do some yard work. So I, <laughs> that's what I decided to do in the scorcher of the weekend. It was brutal. I'm sore. I'm uh, mildly sunburned. I think I handled it pretty well. Could obviously be much worse, but... Uh, yeah, quite a bit drained, but glad to be here on the pod. Um, how about you? How did you handle the heat that we had here in Wisconsin? Uh, for the most part, sitting next to a pool or in a pool. Okay. Uh, yeah, so a little bit different than, than your experience, but, you know, it's a tough it's a tough job. Someone has to do it, yeah. and uh, why, might as well be me. Yeah, well, I'm glad that uh, you were the one who had to bear that burden. <laughs> of, a, of a weekend, weekend. yeah you know, i have uh, i have very i have, have very broad shoulders that's why they, that's why i have broad shoulders so i can carry that yeah well if I, need be i should also mention on top of that um we got out our camping equipment because we're gonna go camping in a couple weekends um and set up the tent and then my son wanted to sleep in the tent so not only was i outside I, oh no i attempted to sleep in a tent Oof. While it was, I think it got down to 75. It, it got cool enough to sleep at about minute. My son was out, you know, because kids can sleep in whatever. But I think it yeah. finally got cool enough at about 12 o'clock. And then I'm sleeping in my backyard, which is <laughs> not the biggest. It's in a city. Uh, <laughs> so there's random, like when you're camping, right? You, you yeah. hear camping noises. You hear people talking around campfires. You're, you're kind of used to that and expect that. But... You know, camping in a city, you hear random cars go by, a-hole motorcycles all the time. Uh, <laughs> and we have this, uh, I guess, metal-ish pergola thing on our deck. And it was yeah. a little windy, so it just kept swaying back and forth and creaking. It freaking drives me, drives me nuts. I probably didn't sleep more than four hours all night. So that was a lot of fun. So that was a lot of fun. So then I decided to get up and play soccer. Well, soccer didn't happen in the afternoon, but it was still warm. So a poorly planned, very hot weekend for me, so... Good stuff. I'm excited to go camping. Now, though. It felt it felt <laughs> like I'm ready to get. You back got a little primer in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We we still know how to set up the tent and take it down, so that's that's good. That can be frustrating if you don't when you get out there. So that's about it. Yeah. Anyway, good to go. Good to go. Other than that, other than that, uh, lots of basketball watching, uh, a little bit of NHL watching, a little bit of soccer watching um, on the weekend. So. But I think the weekend was mostly dominated sports-wise by the NBA and the NBA playoffs. And we'll start with uh, probably the, what will be the biggest story of the playoffs, right? Yeah, your boy so Le- far. Your boy LeBron and yeah. the Los Angeles Lakers eliminated mm. in six games to the Phoenix Suns, losing a game six. I'd say a lackluster game six. That's how it felt yeah. watching it. Uh, 113 to 100, Marlo. Um what was your takeaway from the Lakers and LeBron's performance? Do we do we do we go ahead and say it? Is this a changing of the guard? Ooh. Um, oof. Uh, yeah, no, it was. You know, Davis Davis was out. Yeah, which is you know that's huge. Obviously, you're one of the best players in the league to be out. But at the same time, you still had LeBron. You still had a, a pretty formidable um, surrounding cast, right? Yeah. But yet. It seemed like the Lakers just laid down and said, this was it. We're good. We're going to go home for the summer. Um, and, you know, being an elimination game, 
being down, what was it, 27 at the most? it was 27, that, at least that I uh, uh, wrote down as the most. Yeah. So being that being an elimination game, you know, with a with LeBron on your team, it just it seemed weird. It seemed strange. It seems like they were done. Um, you know, I could hear it now. You know, they had a long season. They were in the finals. Blah 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 blah. It's like you know, at the same time, guys, professional athletes get over it. Let's play. And it, it didn't seem the effort was there. Nor like, and I'm sure they cared. But from an outsider looking in, it, it looked like they could do without this. Out this season, yeah, it was kind of strange from LeBron because it was either he can't do it anymore, he, and by do it, quote unquote, do it. I mean, uh, put yeah. a team on his back and win games by being the best player on the floor. Because sometimes that's how playoff games are won. It's just it doesn't matter about the supporting cast; the best player uh, out there wins. Um, so either can't do it, or he didn't care to do it with this group. Uh, this group of supporting cast. I don't, I suppose that him choosing not to is kind of a better story for LeBron cuz then or the LeBron fans because then you can fall back and say well he can do it when he wants to next year or you know the next opportunity. Uh, I was a bit encouraged by I should before I say that I want to say so now LeBron is 14 and 1 in first round uh, series, so this is the first time he lost. And I think that's good because it, they didn't give a crap about the regular season and were more than happy to take whatever seed as long as they got in the playoffs. I know injuries had a lot to do with that, but that was their attitude. Their attitude the whole season was, once we get to the playoffs, we, have the f- we know we can flip the switch because we did it last year. We did it in the bubble. Um, but they ran, if they ran into... A really good team, a team that was the two seed. And if they were, you know... A hungry team, too. A hungry right. young team. Yeah, a young team. But that also has Chris Paul, who can be, you know, an a-hole and motivate his teammates, if he has the right teammates, I, I guess. <laughs> um, but it seems like it's a good match, right? This Chris Paul with this team seems like a good match, unlike maybe some of the other matches he's had uh, in his career. But if they weren't uh, a seven seed, they were a six, a five, a four, you know, they're facing not as good of a team... And probably LeBron is enough even without Anthony Davis. One of my favorite things was people who, after after the fact, are like, well, you know, even with Anthony Davis in there, I still think the Suns would have won. It's like, yeah, okay. Like, I'm, a commentator saying, I'm not sure how much Anthony Davis would have mattered. Okay, settle down. Anthony Davis would have mattered. <laughs> That's a little a much. Those are probably okay. the same people who also, before the series, were saying, this is such a bad matchup, I don't give the Suns any chance. Now they're saying, even <laughs> Anthony Davis wouldn't have mattered. But, um, I, I just think if they were if they were a different uh, higher seed than a seven, you know, and they're playing a different opponent, I think that they have a better chance. But so I was encouraged by that. That like, hey, you know what? The being a higher seed, not being a seven seed, actually matters. And maybe you can't flip the switch when you can. So I, I don't know. I felt that I feel that's encouraging from like a competitive standpoint and like valuing regular regular season basketball. That's all I got. I'm. Yeah. So it's it's like when Duke loses in the tournament right now, though. Like, I'm right, happy right, yeah. they lost. I'm happy the Lakers are eliminated. But now I look up at the next matchup. It's like Phoenix-Denver. I'm like, okay, well, actually, that might be fun. But, you know, at some point, <laughs> at some point, it's going to be like, oh, shoot, like, uh, the Lakers aren't in this anymore. The team I choose to root against isn't in this anymore. Uh, and maybe it's less entertaining for me. I don't know. There's a little bit of that, you know, kind of hater, that cheering against. That's always fun. Yeah, so it's 
that old school, like, hey, turns out regular season could matter, that you need to play your players. Uh, you need to gel as a team, and just because getting in the tournament is not going to be... Not going to just do it for you. Like, turning on that switch, so to speak. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, going forward, ha- not having LeBron in the playoffs, uh, you know, obviously for me, that's something I can't root against now, so I think I have to, root, have to find something to root for, which is going to yeah. be weird. Um, so <laughs> there's that There's that dilemma on my side. Uh, but uh, the next, yeah, the next matchup, what is it? Uh, you said Phoenix-Denver? Phoenix-Denver, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that a little yeah, later. Yeah, we'll talk about it a little bit. Uh, we'll talk about it a little later. But, yeah, uh, going back to it, having the Lakers out, I think, yeah, the, the big thing is I can't root against LeBron for the rest of the uh, the rest of the playoff window. I can't remember who I was listening to, but they were like, yeah, it's fun to root against him, but then if he wins, it's the worst. <laughs> so, yeah. like, at some point, you'll want, you want him to be eliminated. So I can't remember yeah. when I heard that. Shoot. Uh, that was pretty good. Well, we were... Uh, I guess maybe a half away from both L.A. teams going home, which would have been absolutely hilarious. Uh, but the Clippers did put the clamps down in the second half on the Mavs, uh, winning game seven. Uh, let me get the score up here. 126-111. It ended up being a blowout. Uh, the Clippers essentially rained down threes, uh, and the Mavs couldn't keep pace. Luka had a great first half, uh, 29 points. Ended up, I guess... Ended up finishing with 46, although I would contend that some of the... Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> Mexico just scored. Son of a gun. A terrible Good turnover. Boy. All right. Um, talk about this later. <laughs> uh, so Clippers... What a tease. Clippers win. Um, and Luca had a good game. I'll talk about Luca more in a second. But the weirdest thing watching this, these games uh, in LA was the Clippers had a mix of like real and cardboard fans... In the stands, yep. did you see this? Yeah, it was it, it, so bizarre. It bothered me the whole playoffs. I couldn't tell. I, it was I don't understand. It shows you that I haven't watched Clippers games till till then. Here, but <laughs> it was so confusing. And all of a sudden, like I'm just seeing the background and expecting it to be cardboard fans, and then somebody like jumps up in his chair, and I'm like, oh, that <laughs> guy came out of nowhere. Um, it was yeah. It was like uh, I don't know, like ninety. It was like playing like ninety eight. Um, NBA Live, I don't know what was the NBA game back then, but anyways, where it's like there wasn't enough graphics to make a whole crowd. Yeah. So you had the you had the standing like the crowd that was standing, and then you have like those three or four people that they'd have in motion, uh, and that's what it was like. Mm-hmm. It was just weird. <laughs> it was just weird the whole time. Yeah, in this series, it felt like a best player was going to win, and for most of the series, that was Luca, uh, until Kawhi and Paul George, to a lesser extent, but he had a good game today. But mainly, uh, Kawhi just kind of said, I'm not going to let my team lose. And they made all their three-pointers. Uh, I still feel it's like... Great that LA, it's great that L.A. has a player that could that could carry a team. <laughs> it's good that L.A. finally found one of those. <laughs> finally found a player. Um, <laughs> that's a good one. Uh, I continue to be on an island as a Luka hater. Uh, not even a, not even a hater. It's just the the praise is is mind blowing, um, and mind numbing for me. Uh, like I said, he finished with forty six points, but he really struggled in the second half until the Clippers kind of stopped playing defense, and then he had a couple like wide open layups. I wouldn't count those points, but official score. <laughs> it's a fun island to be on. Yeah, he's never I mean, won a first round. He's playoff never series. won. He's never won a playoff. He's never won a playoff series. So. 
That those are facts. Those are That's just facts. facts. Sure, They're it's his third year in the league. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he had help this year. So yeah, I'm just saying. Porzingis was really bad in this series. He was. He was. He was a pretty much a non-factor. Yeah, I think I heard he averaged like 20 points in the regular season. He averaged like six in this series. Like he was just a bystander. It was very strange. Um, and speaking of help. Um, I mean, it's the whole thing. Luca needs more help. Tim Hardaway, they just didn't show up in this game. Tim Hardaway Jr. was terrible. Uh, I think at one point, uh, Luca and, was it Irv Smith? Ive Smith? I don't even remember. Uh, they were like 9 of 18 from 3. The rest of the team was 1 of 18 or something terrible. It was it was not good from from the supporting cast. But at the end of the day, it's Luca's fault. So if you're, yeah, if you're the superstar, that's that falls on you. Yeah. Falls on you as the leader of the team. So Clippers move on, so we can move on as the NBA does yeah. to round two, which had already started by the time this game happened. A little <laughs> weird. The East, uh, with their lopsided run ones, was a little bit ahead of the West. Uh, and let's start with the Bucks losing game one to the Nets. Uh, the final score here was one fifteen to one hundred seven. Probably wasn't even really that close. Uh, I guess most notably, uh, 45 seconds-ish into the game, Harden pulled up, has a strained hamstring. Uh, they had some testing. He's going to miss game two, but it's there's no structural damage, so uh, presumably he can come back maybe in game three, as soon as game three, I guess, uh, but it's not going to keep him out necessarily for uh, for the series, let alone the playoffs. Um, but the Bucks lose, I guess, despite them not having Harden. Um and I think that's one thing that's different about this b- big three, which is really annoying that this is how we just talk about basketball now, but what's really different about this team than kind of some of the other big threes that you know we've had in, in recent memory is that they're, at, at least how it's gone so far this year, is um, each one kind of takes turns taking over or two or three will take over. So they don't really need all three, whereas you think of like, uh, the Miami Heat or you know the Celtics or something they kind of needed all three of the pieces to be firing for th- yeah. for it to work but the Nets so far don't seem like they need all three in fact they've gone long stretches with just two where they've been just as successful and possibly even more successful um, than if it was all three so yeah it's for them I'm sure that you'd rather have you'd rather have a James Harden than I have a James Harden but I think this team, more than any other team, is as equipped to compete without one of their three as any other team in the NBA would be. Um, so I, I, I don't, again, you'd rather have a James Harden, but I don't expect it to all of a sudden, you know, be like as if the Bucks should just win now because uh, Kevin Durant is still amazingly awesome and Kyrie Irving is still very good and they're two of the best Ten players in the NBA, um, so I guess I'll ask myself. So, so it didn't bother you. It didn't bother you that, that we still harding out for most of the game. That, yeah, that the way it turned out. Um, I mean, I would have liked to, to to sneak the game. Um, I'm have lots of excuses for it. You know, bad offense. We've had more than a week off after our sweep. You know, they lost a game to Boston, so they had to play more recently. Um, I would have liked to win game one. I'm not emergency buttons still in the drawer. 
Still in the drawer. Still okay. in the drawer. Um, I Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday were bad. Uh, I think Drew Holiday. Uh, I still watching Drew Holiday even went in a game in which he was bad. I was like, I'm so much glad. I'm so much more glad he's on our team than Eric Bledsoe because <laughs> even when he was <laughs> not great, he is still miles better than Eric Bledsoe. My biggest concern, well, okay, concern one was the offense. Offense was bad. Our shooting was bad. Um, it. We need to realize that if we are aggressive, Giannis especially, he had 34 points, so I don't want to put too much of this on him. I think a, a lot of the supporting cast let him down. But their defense is crap, and we just need to realize, hey, if we really want to, we can get to the rim. You know, they're cast of defenders aren't going to be able to stop them from getting getting to the rim, but we're settling for a lot of mid-range jumpers. We don't have a lot of flow to our offense. The offense looked bad, and this gets to my biggest concern. It's Coach Bud, and we've seen this kind of time and time again with him in the playoffs. I thought we kind of figured a little bit about we being him mm. in the Heat series of finding rotations, making rotations work, and being effective with your with your strategy, and not all of that happened in the Heat series. None of that happened in Game One versus the Nets. The starters, who are presumably your five best players, um, played a total of thirteen minutes together throughout the whole game. Giannis set for long stretches of this game when the game was kind of decided, um, and just. Seemed like he was a regular season coach with all of a sudden playoff headlights where I was praising him after after the first series. So if that doesn't change, I don't think I don't think any of the player stuff matters. So I'll get there. Yeah. So game two tomorrow. I have a lot of yeah. I have a lot riding on game two. It's either yeah. um, it's kind of a make or break. I don't. You. We don't need to win, but it needs to be close. I think you need to win. I mean, I'd like going to win. down. Go, yeah, I, yeah, but going down 0-2 to the Nets, it, that's a tough. That'd be a tough hill to climb, right? You have to enter. You have to even the series. It sounds. It sounds crazy. It sounds uh, not crazy, but it sounds. I think it sounds a little bigger than it. It should be, but I think an 0-2 deficit uh, with this team would be. It'd be a harder. Obviously, it's harder, but yeah. it, I think that would be tough to get to get over. Yeah, look, it it's gonna be. T- I think it's gonna be tough either way. I think. Yeah. Obviously, you lose this one, then the two home games are can't lose games. So, look, if we end up winning both home games and we're sitting at four four, that's just what I have kind of back in my head. Home court's back. It's mad. It's mattering. It seems like. Um, so I don't want to put this as a, a can't lose or a must win or, or whatever, but. I, I just need to see a better showing. I need to see more out of Middleton. I need to see better out of Drew Holiday. I need to see Coach Bud act like he knows what the F he's doing. Um, and I need them to stop calling bullshit moving screens on P.J. Tucker and everybody else. <laughs> it's so frustrating. That's the most – that's the – I think that's the easiest way for officials to affect a game is when there's a run or the, or it seems like a run is happening – like the Nets get two in a row, the Bucks are in a hey they need to score here, and the refs call a moving screen. It's so flipping frustrating, and I don't know how you call a moving screen in any of this crap because every time there is a screen 
on either team, they're just boxing. They're just moving in, having their elbows out every time. Ah, oh, that was so fun. They called some crucial, crucial moving screens on PJ Tucker and then on uh, Brooke Lopez. Uh, it was absolutely brutal. Nothing on the Nets. Just I'm just pointing that out. That's all. Yeah, just just pointing things out. Uh, well, we couldn't. You couldn't go out with without Casey's ref review. Yeah. Um, uh, for a series. So there we go. Game two is tomorrow, which seems early, but okay. <laughs> I wouldn't mind another okay. day. Although maybe it's the Bucks need to again. Back to my other point. The Bucks need to yeah. get back into playing basketball. They were off for a long time. Yep. This felt like to be another point. Uh, this felt like the first game of the Heat series. Mm-hmm. Where it was kind of a rock fight, except the Nets weren't the Heat; they were good. <laughs> but but it fe- this game felt like for the Bucks the first game of the Heat series. The Heat were just bad enough to lose that game. So, does that mean the Bucks come out and do something else the rest of the series? I hope so. All right, all right. That's I get it. so nervous, Marlo. It's like I. It's almost not even fun. Almost not even fun. <laughs> Almost. I'm still watching. Uh, well, yeah. Well, which part are you, what are you more nervous about? You're more nervous that they won't perform up to what you would like or just that they will and the outcome won't be what you want? Basketball is just such a back-and-forth game. I, NBA, like the runs yeah. and stuff, it's just my tension level it just my my emotions ebb and flow so much during the during an NBA game and it's just it's just strange. I don't know. I get very There's no nervous coasting and, time in an NBA game. Um, no, because even it, if you're up fifteen, that can go away in a in a heartbeat in the NBA. Yeah, and it's just different than like I guess other games. I well, I mean, you know, I get nervous in in everything, but like, yep. it's just kind of different in the NBA plus. I don't know why it. And not necessarily in a good way. I don't mean it's like different because it means more or something. Because I care about the other sports we talk about a lot more than Bucks. But uh, I don't know. I, I think it's just with the Bucks. I have. It's kind of what we talk about. I have I have so much angst when we lose, or so much frustration when we lose. And I, but I don't get the same level of like joy when we win. Like when the Badgers win a football game. Like it's yep. flipping awesome. I get to ride that for a week, and when the Bucks win, it's just like okay, good. We avoided losing. <laughs> like I'm relieved, um, and I just I don't know. I think it's just it's just that my highs aren't as high with the Bucks, but my lows are as low as the other teams as far as my emotional state. Yeah, and that's not that that's sense. not rational, but that's that's where I'm at. <laughs> that's fandom. That's, that's fandom. Part of being fan. Yeah. Yep. All right, you good with the Bucks? I mean, check in with you after tomorrow. Yeah, check after tomorrow. If after right. tomorrow, if they if they lose closely, the panic button will be out on the dresser or table. Okay. I don't know what drawer it's in. I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> I gotta find it. It's in a drawer somewhere. Yeah, first, um, I gotta find a button. If if they if they lose it, it's close. It'll be out. If they lose it, it's ugly. Like game one, then I'll be pressing it. Something's got to change. They got to show me something else. All right, okay. done with bucks. All right, all right. Other second round game that started today, which, but it happened at like noon or something. Very strange. Yeah, time. yeah. I missed it 
because it was so early. I wasn't. I just wasn't ready to tune into basketball at that time. And then all of a sudden, they're like, "Oh, Hawks beat the 76ers. Yeah, wish I would have saw it. Yeah, they, they got. <laughs> they had to get. They had to get those two uh, NBA playoff games in so they could get Red Sox and Yankees on ESPN tonight. I think is what they needed to do. Um, <sighs> Hawks beat the 76ers uh, with Joel Embiid playing. Uh, they. Blew them out, but then I guess they made it interesting right at the end. The 76ers did. Uh, held, ended up holding on to win 128-124, but we're up 20 points at one point, 20-plus uh, points at one point. Um, like I said, Embiid playing with the partial meniscus tear. Um, so I don't. I, I guess I wouldn't be cons- – uh, I'll just throw it to you, Marlo. Mm-hmm. How intro? I put 76ers in trouble. They're obviously in trouble. How in trouble are they? How in trouble are they? Uh, at a scale of one to ten. Yeah, they're without a be. I I'd say they're in a they're a six. They're on six. Six. Yeah, I think it'll turn it around. Oh, it's, I think. Okay, I think that's low. Oh, what do you got him at? I got him at a seven. <laughs> so so one more than one more, yeah. but you made it seem like it was the furthest thing away from each other. <laughs> well, then when you asked me, I was like, I don't know. I would say okay. I'll say eight. I'll say eight. Okay, so that's yeah. okay. way higher, way okay. higher. Um, okay, tell me why it's only a six and not a seven or eight. <laughs> <laughs> Um. All right. So I, I don't want to get caught into the uh, kind of like I did last series. Um, the Hawks are a good young team. Trey Young, you know, phenomenal, phenomenal score. But with that said, I I don't know. I the is it one is it one of those like the Phillies like they're just waiting to put it all together, yeah. <laughs> just put it all together, uh, which. You know they have more they have more experienced players with more uh, playoff experience, and I think that could come mm-hmm. it could come into play uh, it could come into play if the, as the series gets longer. Um, so as of right now, after game one, it's at a six. If yeah. they come out and do this again, all right, then we're gonna bump it up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, then it's yeah. I, I yeah. think what's <clears throat> now that you you mentioned that. Kind of my hesitation into kind of being taking them in um, round one against the Knicks, or why I th- why I guess I thought they would not win easily, but it would be a series. Is they were a young team, so I think it's when f- when Philly punches back, how do they respond? Because it's it's easy to it's easy to win when you're winning. That sounds stupid to say, but it, <laughs> if things are going your way, it's easy to win. And it seems like they went their way in game one. But if the 76ers make an adjustment and, and kind of fight back, how does Atlanta respond? Are they able to, um, you know, take the hit and, and, and kind of come back? Um, yeah, it, it is my is my thought because it did. It, <sighs> The 76 are just a different team when Joel Embiid isn't Joel Embiid. And right. I think, so there's, I guess, three kinds of 76ers. There's the best version where Joel Embiid is healthy. There's the second best version where Joel Embiid is hurt and not playing. And then there's the third and worst version, which is what they had today, where he's playing but he's hurt. And then it's, they're, they're kind of 
in between what they kind of want to and should be doing. They're not. Um, they're because they're different. They play differently, right? When Embiid's not there and Simmons is running the show, so they weren't either of those two things, and they're somewhere in the middle and just kind of out outclassed by Atlanta. So I think they got to pick who they're going to be. Either Embiid's in and he's good, or he should not be in and they should be the the second best version of themselves, which I think would might still be good enough to beat the Hawks in a series, maybe. Possibly, I could see that. Um, either way, I think this series, it should be. <laughs> again, I'm gonna get myself in trouble, but it should be. It should be a better, a longer series, right? It should be six, seven games in this yeah. one, in my, in my opinion. Um, you know, as these teams are, are filling each other out. Do you think there's a gentleman sweep in store here? Ooh, ooh, could be possible. We still didn't come up with the, the second one. Oh, yeah. Atlanta did you, yeah, did you figure that out? No, I kind of forgot about it until just now. <laughs> uh, you mentioned Trey Young continues to impress. He had 30-something points this uh, 36, 35. And yeah. he had 39 points. I didn't realize <laughs> that. I'm looking at the stats now. It wasn't it wasn't inefficient. Uh, he was 12 for 21. Damn it. All right, never mind. I take back everything I said. I don't. I still think it's true. All right. Um, other series start, I think Tuesday and Wednesday, tomorrow and Wednesday. I don't remember. Uh, Phoenix and Denver, which I think is as exciting if it would have been LeBron and Denver, but I'm excited for this. I'm, I want to see how far these Suns can go. Uh, Denver is an incredibly interesting team as well. I don't, I have no idea how these two teams guard each other. I think it is going to be a really, really fun and interesting series. I'll try to stay up for all the games. Yeah, it's a tough one. Uh, the <laughs> West Coast swing. Let me on TNT, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, good. Uh, what was I going to say? I forgot what I was going to say. But, oh, oh no. But uh, Phoenix, Denver, whatever. Who do you got? <laughs> Who do I got? Um... Something keeps trying to autoplay and then muting on my side. It's very annoying. I bet it's ESPN's fault. Um, I I don't know. I think this is... We'll see when they start playing, I think. I don't know right now. I could see both teams winning, and I also want both teams to win. Or Ooh. I should put it another way. Hot, that's I, hot take. I want both teams to win. Yeah, it's probably not going to happen, so my, production's gonna, my prediction is going to be wrong uh, on that. But maybe once they start playing, I'll I'll figure out which which one I want. I kind of I kind of like the CP3 getting to a final, finally getting to a finals. And if he could stop landing on his shoulder, yeah, if he could stop hurting himself and being middle aged like us, <laughs> that might help. Devin Booker's resurgence fun to watch. Frank Kaminsky's on the team, doesn't yeah. play a lot, but he's there. He's but I he gets in. It. He gets in once gets in a while. In. Uh, Aiton has a man beard. Kind of taking that next step. Uh, well, I guess his first step, right? Because he was kind of a inconsistent uh, rookie, uh, and it'll be a really interesting matchup uh, in in the Denver against Jokic. So um, I like Phoenix. I like Jokic is one of the most interesting players uh, in in the NBA to watch. Most 
fun players to watch. So I'm excited for uh, both these teams and see. I, I'm interested to see how they defend each other. Yeah, I'm. A, I'm a, I don't know. I become a big Phoenix fan. Yeah, not a big Phoenix fan, but I become a Phoenix fan watching uh, watch that team play for the same reasons, right? The um, you know the younger talent that hasn't been able to showcase since they haven't been in the playoffs, Booker. Um, and uh, you just said his name, the big man. Why does it slip me? Eight. Uh, eight, yeah, Eaton. And then CP3 being the, the leadership figure, again, as long as he stopped hurting his shoulder for some reason, um, you know, coming through. So they're fun. Yeah, that's a fun team to watch. Denver, there's nothing really not to like about Denver. Uh, so I get that. But for some reason, I, uh, I don't know. I, I'm pulling for Phoenix on this one. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Like I said, maybe I'll be there. I, I have to see it in action. This happens sometimes. I need to see it in action. All right. Uh, the other Western uh, Conference Series, Utah Jazz, uh, L.A. Clips. I mean, you know I'm rooting against L.A. <laughs> but I think they're going to win. That's my analysis. I don't know. That's it? Do I That's need more? Uh, no. No. That's enough. I'll take the I'll take the Clippers on this one. Um, yeah, I'll take the Clippers on this one just because this will be the series that I pick them, and then they'll they'll completely underperform and end up not losing just to make me wrong. Here we go. He's offsides. They're looking at VR. Mexico scored again. They're looking at uh, to see if he was offsides. I think he was, but I'm biased. Um, I guess my analysis is I think that. Utah hasn't done it. I guess the Clippers haven't done it. Kawhi has done it. I think Kawhi is going to be the best player in this series. Uh, as good as Utah has been, I mean, they're the number one seed, right? It just seems like, to me, when I watch them, I still think like they don't, the pieces don't all fit together right for, for some reason. Not that it does for the Clippers, but I think that they're going to have uh, Kawhi, and I think that's going to be enough to get him through. To the next one, they called it offsides. Fantastic, um, <laughs> but so I. But obviously, I'm going to be rooting against the Clippers because of the LA thing. There right. we go. There it is. Predictions, thoughts, predictions. So speaking of predictions, Spe- yeah. Speaking of, I just picked the Clips. Uh, I said Nets in Utah were going to be in the finals. I just picked against that, so I must have to change mine. <laughs> well, to be fair, I did not think the Clippers were going to beat the Mavs. So I kind of was looking at it and going, gosh, I don't know if the Clippers are going to get out of the first round. Do I want to put them in my finals? You said, so I'll, I'll change. Let me think about what I'm going to change. Okay. You said Suns-Bucks. Yep. We talked about the Bucks at length. Are you changing your, your pick at this point? Not yet, not yet. I'm gonna I'm gonna hold on to your keep your button in your drawer for you as well. Not gonna not gonna switch up players yet. Like I said, I was a Suns fan. Uh, the Bucks. It's just this one game. I think they could pull together. So as of right now, as we stand, I'll stay with the Suns Bucks. Okay, all right. Well, Bucks didn't rattle you enough. Um, not yet. Can I pick the clips? In the series, but still stay with Utah as like a hedge, because that'd be fun. Um, I'll go with Nets Clippers. That's I'm going to change it, and then when Utah beats the Clippers, I'm going to change it back. But I'm going to change mine to Nets Clippers. 
Okay. What I think will happen. What I want is anybody in the other one from the West Phoenix or Demero. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, there's our predictions. I'm sure they'll all, they'll all come true um, if we remember what we picked. Uh, all right. Other NBA news. Uh, Jason Kidd graciously said he will not be the next head coach of the Trailblazers without them offering it to him. <laughs> yeah, way to uh, go, Jason. Or anything. <laughs> so, <laughs> thanks, thanks, Jason. Took his name out of the runnings. I think. I think Dame Lillard said he'd be that he wanted him as coach. Uh, he. I think he more or less said, "You not realize I have a plan to take over this Lakers gig. This would being a coach of the Blazers would throw a huge wrench into that plan." So, um, yeah, graciously bowed out. That's good. So we got breaking news uh, here. Yeah. Casey and I have withdrawn our name yeah. from the Blazers uh, opening position. Yeah, bo- we, didn't think yeah. it was, we don't good. think it's the right fit right now. Good. I'm glad we were on the same page because I was <laughs> going to say the same thing and announce that we both withdrawn from consideration as the uh, Portland Trailblazers. Did they even fire their coach? I didn't even see that. But <laughs> they did. Okay. <laughs> they did. <laughs> like very just soon. This it was and... like it was like hours after their game. It was very soon. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Something needed to change there. I don't know that the coaches. I'm. The coach isn't the only thing that needs to change there. Something else needs to change. Um, I don't know what the heck it is because they seem like they reached the Western Conference Finals. Was that last year in the bubble? Yeah. And I just, I don't even think that that is their ceiling anymore. Like, I think they're kind of a divisional round or second round is kind of, feels like their ceiling at this point. Uh, Dame Lillard's a great player, but like, I don't with this roster construction. It seems like they are. It's relatively hard for them to do anything at this point. They don't. They don't have any picks. It's kind of this roster. And what what are you going to do with this roster? I don't know. Maybe win a playoff series. But as I often say, if you're Portland, you probably just take Dame Lillard running it back, and you just keep trying because it's still fun to root for him, and he's you know probably as ingrained in that city as any superstar in the NBA. Um, and sure, you'd love to win championships, but it's also fun to be good. <laughs> so, there we go. Didn't think there I talked is. that much about Blazers. Um, <laughs> all right. That's <laughs> it for the NBA. Anything else for the NBA? No, I think okay. it's it. Good. More playoff basketball to come. Yeah, it's coming up. Uh, all, all right, right, on to the NFL. NFL News, Marlowe. Big trade. One of the it happens. One of the two players who have uh, who have demanded, demanded a trade this offseason has been traded. And it was Julio Jones. He was traded to the. I'm sure you know people probably weren't aware, but I held that you know that cliffhanger there, and they might have been fooled. That was a, that was a good tease. Fooled. That was think. good. If we had commercials that we would we could have like teased that as the commercial. One of the two players has been traded, and then we you know find out next that, week, after the break. Yeah, that was great, a Mike and Mike stuff. Even though everybody has the internet break. and already knows this happened, <laughs> <laughs> we could we could have teased it. All right, uh, Julio yeah. Jones traded to the Tennessee Titans uh, for a second in next year and a fourth in the following year, I believe. They're also sending a sixth in some season back. I don't know how that got thrown in there, but it did. Um, 
Marlo, uh, your thoughts, I guess, let's just go with your thoughts on this trade, I guess, for Julio, the Titans, or the Falcons. Where do you want to take this? Uh, I mean, I'm always stunned, especially, I feel like receivers don't, like, a second and a fourth. <laughs> Doesn't yeah. that just seem low for, for Julio Jones, one of the best wide receivers in the league, yeah. right? I don't know. I think it was the, back in the day when Randy Moss got traded at the top, it was like a fourth rounder. Or something like that, um, but it seems to happen all the time. And it's like, and also, I mean, he demanded a trade, so maybe I don't know what it goes as far as having the, um, the, uh, you know, who has a stronger hand there to be able to trade. Yeah. You don't want to just let him go for nothing, right? Um, so there's that. But yeah, I guess if you're the Titans, you feel I would, you know, you feel good giving up next year's second round for Julio Jones. Um, Although you do have Tannehill as a quarterback, that's something to be said. Uh, but good for the good for like I said, good for the Falcons for not getting for not just letting him walk, but now what, right? Right. <laughs> what do you what do you what do you, what do you do now? Um, and you know, they'll Alter Blank and company will try to find a way to to flip that around. But I think it's a good. I mean, they'll have who's the Titans' other receiver on the other side? AJ Brown. Blank on the name. Yeah, AJ Brown and Julio Jones on each side. Yeah. Tannehill at quarterback, um, and then obviously their backfield. Um, so, on paper, looks like a pretty good force, yeah. right? Yep. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see what happens out there. Yeah, the Titans needed to replace uh, wide receiver depth. They lost uh, Corey Davis. Corey Davis, I think Corey Davis, <clears throat> and uh, another wide receiver who I can't remember his name right now. Um, in the, departments. in the off season, um, so they needed help there. Uh, the only concern with Jones, I guess, I mean, he still seems effective, but he has been Italy, Italy. I don't know where that came from. Injury ridden. I think I tried to, to combine those two words there. Um, injury ridden the past couple seasons. Uh, hopefully, he can you know obviously stay on the field for for the Titans, uh, who seem to be kind of. Looking at it and going, hey, we have this window here, right? We have Tannehill for a couple more. He's going to be our quarterback for a couple more years. We have Henry for a couple more years. Um, A.J. Brown's young, but the rest of the team kind of feels like this is the time to pounce, and I think this is them capitalizing on that. Uh, For the Falcons, it feels strange because what are they doing? Like, I guess he demanded a trade, but, like, they seem to have a choice this offseason to tear it all down and start over or run it back. And it seemed like they were going to run it back, but now they're not. But they are. <laughs> so it's a really <laughs> weird spot. And I don't know yeah. what the hell run it back means for this team because they had, what, the fourth pick? And, like, they didn't, outside of getting... um getting pits right in the draft, it doesn't seem like they've added a lot to their roster. So like, is running it back just being like, we think this team who finished with one of the four worst records can be better next year because of luck? I don't know. It's a very weird situation. Um, maybe it's just a, hey, we're tearing it all down in the future and letting the Matty Ice era run to an end instead of abruptly run to an end. Or abruptly come to a stop, excuse me. But it's just, it's going to, I just feel like they're in this weird 
situation where they're not really doing one of the two things they should be doing. Yeah, trying to uh, being in the, uh, in the NFL, trying to be in the middle is a bad, bad place to be. Like you said, you either you either two need to start over, or you know, running it back with you can't just halfway do it, right? Uh, so and then getting getting rid of Julio, who demanded trade again, um, and then trying to keep everything else here. It's not going to be a good look. I don't think it's going to turn out very well. <laughs> I think it's going to turn out very well for them. I don't. I, and with you know Matt Ryan, how many how many years do he has? Left three, I would three good say, ones. I was gonna, I would say way under and say two, <laughs> <laughs> way under. Yeah, two to three good years, right? But even, so you, but even if you presume last year was a good year, like what does that get you? A right, and that's year. what I'm saying. Even with those two to three good years, it's two to three years of what? Right? It, it's not. It's not two or three years of MVP level. But it's enough to get by, so you need to start planning for the future. As a person who knows what it's like to have to have a quarterback of the future, yeah. you need to plan for the future. Yeah. Well, I, and I could see them being like, all right, look, we have the fourth pick. We really like two of these quarterbacks in this draft. Yeah. I don't know why they would say this, but I could see this scenario, right? So we're going to try and, quote-unquote, run it back and be a relatively poor team again. And who knows? Maybe luck changes and things go their way this year. And they, I don't, I can't even think of like what, what's the best case scenario for that? Like ten and seven, and you make the playoffs. That feels like a best case scenario, just off the top of my head. But then you're yeah. in the middle. Then you're in the middle, and like yeah, you lose middle, a so. wild card game, and now your picks pick seventeen. I don't know. Is that what wild card picks will be? Maybe twenty. I have no idea. I don't know. Weird. So I do know this, though. I am in a, a dynasty league, uh, yep. which is, I'm not good at, you know, as somebody who's been in a fantasy league with me for how many years now, you know I'm not very good at this thing. Um, <laughs> but the dynasty one's altogether different because it's just different than anything I've played in before and there's different values on things. Anyway, uh, somebody offered me a trade. They're trying to trade me Tannehill. They've been trying to trade me Tannehill for weeks. My quarterbacks suck. You can... <laughs> <laughs> you could probably ascertain that by how they're trying to sell me Tannehill as an upgrade. <laughs> um, and they put out a trade for me today and uh, withdrew it because Jones got traded. Oh, <laughs> man. Should have like, this affects the value too much of Tannehill. I need to, <laughs> I need to pull this back. Oh, man. And then he's like, would you have done it? I'm like, I don't really know. I don't know how to judge that. It was for some wide receiver. I was like, I can't, I can't, I can't tell anymore. I drafted uh, Trevor Lawrence, though, so I have a quarterback of the future, Marlo. Oh, there you go. You have a quarterback of the future. See, you're thinking, you're thinking more ahead. Yeah. I don't have another year where I have to root for freaking Doug Jones and Baker Mayfield. That's <laughs> 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 not fun in a fantasy. Probably not in real life either, but in fantasy, it's just like, which one of these guys do I have to start this week? Fun stuff. <laughs> fun stuff. Although I don't even know if Trevor Lawrence will, like, Outscored well, them has, this year. I have no idea. He has he has Tebow to throw to, so that's huge true. numbers. Yeah, and he has his college. He has got his college uh, tailback back there with him too. I mean, the connection, yeah. the connection. But I was sitting there. I had the fifth pick, and I was like, I probably should take a wide receiver. But like, this is supposed to be can't miss guy. It was really weird. It was a really weird thought process because you would never do that in like a normal draft. You would never take a quarterback that high. But it's it's weird because you're drafting actual rookies. And then it gets sad after the second round. You're like, after the second round, you're like, I haven't heard of any of these people. <laughs> <laughs> it 
in the fourth round, like one of the people suggested to me was an undrafted free agent that went to the Lions. <laughs> I was like, really? This is <laughs> that's how deep you are. This is who, this is who I'm supposed to take. Well, think of the NFL draft, and you just remove everything but the skill positions, and it's like it's pretty bleak after a couple of picks. True. Okay, that might have been the third or fourth round, but whatever. Either way, like I was suggested to draft a undrafted player. That's crazy. Um, all right. Nobody wants to hear about my fantasy league. But all right, <clears throat> that's it for the NFL. I don't think any other NFL stuff happened. Uh, no update on Aaron Rodgers. The Packers. Aaron Rodgers watch. He did. The Packers president. Packers president Mark Murphy did acknowledge that this situation has caused a rift in the fan base. Oh wow! So breaking news. Breaking news. Packers fans are uh, divided on this. There you go. All right, write it down. Is he back from right. Hawaii? I didn't see. I haven't. I'm, I don't follow him on the Insta, Marlo. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. But he looked happy in Hawaii. And I just want Aaron to be happy, so he should probably just stay in Hawaii. Stay in Hawaii. I just really want him to be happy. Play the guitar like his Jack Johnson or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's a small right. island, Marlo. You get you know you get a little. Gotta get out and stretch those legs. <laughs> no idea. I've never been there. I hear it's small. I have no idea. Um, I mean, I've seen it on a map. Like I, I can right. conceptualize, but I've never like been there to be like, "Wow, this is too small for me." It's, it's only, it's only I see, one inch. I barely leave like five miles of my house. I don't think I left <laughs> five miles of my house during the whole pandemic. <laughs> too small for me. I'd be just fine. All right. At <laughs> the NHL, Marlo. I know you've been waiting for this. Yeah. Are huge. you in? Are you in yet? I'm not. <laughs> I like to report that I am not in. Yet. All right. All right. Well, I'll tell you what's going down. Why can't I the games? Why can't I find the games? They're on, they, well, a couple have been on they're on NBC things. Oh, okay. NBC, NBC Sportsnet. Um I think they sometimes go to like CNBC or C No, CBS is a different thing. The NBC ones. Uh okay. Canadians win again today. They're up 3-0. My Canadians are up 3-0 um on Winnipeg. Uh they've won them all pretty handily. Uh, so I'm excited about that. It it just they feel like a team. This is probably jinxing them, but they feel like a team who's getting hot at the right time. They have they weren't the best team. You know, being the fourth seed in their Canadian region, they weren't the best team in the um, regular season. But they seem like they're getting hot now. Um, elsewhere, the Abs and Knights. The Knights appear to be making it a, a series. They won Game Three, three to two. Game four is happening right now, so I don't have I, I can get an update on that in a second. Um, so that's going. The Avs continue to look good. They just seem like seem like the best team, um, even though they lost. Um, and the Vegas Golden Knights have a Wah on their team, which is really confusing uh, because obviously uh, Patrick Wah is the Avs uh, goalie from back when I hated them. So uh, that was that was fun to find out. Why can't I find NHL? What's happening here? Um, and then lastly, uh, Islanders, my Islanders. Oh, no. Vegas is up 3-1. Never mind. Evelyn suck. Crap. <laughs> <laughs> they, so, they, look so, they look so much better than the Knights. Uh, hockey, you know? Sometimes this happens. Um, Islanders win 4-1, although two of those were empty net goals, so kind of really 2-1. Uh, but they tie the series with the Bruins 2-2. Two that seems to be the most even series. That is until the Knights uh, decided to show up in games two or games three and four. Home ice, Marlo. Home ice. It's a thing. Home ice. That's hockey. That's it. 
That's the hockey talk. Oh, uh, right. Canadians have Cole, week, can, here. You go, Marlo. Canadians have okay. Cole Caulfield from the Badgers. So he's a rookie and he's playing for the Canadians. Got to root for that. Got to always. Uh, all right, that it NHL. He drew a penalty, and uh, I think it was Game Seven against Toronto. Didn't score, but he drew the penalty that led to the goal. So that's a thing. That's it, NHL. Real, real team, real team guy. Yeah. Real team guy. Um, all right, that's it. That's it. All right, NHL. Hockey talk. Uh, now we go on to America's favorite segment, Casey's Corner Kick. Are you are you in on soccer, Marlo? How about that? Are you in on soccer yet? <laughs> I'm, I'm in on soccer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. For USA, sure. baby. USA. For you got to... Sure. Um, yeah, USA is playing right now against Mexico. Uh, it is tied 1-1. This is the CONCACAF oh, <laughs> Nations League final. Uh, Marlo, I know you love all the competitions. Here's a new one for you. Uh, basically, it's the national teams playing in a, a competition with just the CONCACAF teams. USA-Mexico in the final. Uh, Mexico scored in the second minute on a horrendous turnover by whoever is our right back. I don't even know who it is, to be honest. Um, it's a very young team. It's the youngest team ever to start a finals. Uh, they average like 24 years old or something. A bunch of youngins running around out there. Uh, USA, Mexico had a goal disallowed on a fractional offsides. It was the correct call, as I alluded to earlier. Um, and then they scored on a corner kick. They got a header off the post, and then it bounced right to uh, the forward at the um, center of the six-yard box, and he was able to slot it home. So 1-1, one, one, uh, about a minute until halftime here. Uh, for the illustrious CONCACAF Nations League Championship. I mean, it's the first one, so it's a big one. It's like when the Badgers won the first Big Ten football title. Yeah, it's huge. It's, It'll go down uh, history. No one else will ever win the first one of that. So That's right. Badgers did that. Um, as we mentioned last week, uh, Euros start this week. Unfortunately, not until Friday. I don't know why. I thought it was going to be earlier. Um, but they, it doesn't start till Friday. It kicks off uh, Friday afternoon with Turkey and Italy. Uh, my Belgian team plays Saturday against Russia. Marlos France team plays in what probably will be the game of the week uh, Tuesday against Germany. Uh, the game of the weekend, though, I've slotted down here, Marlo, uh, on Saturday. England is playing Croatia. England, one of the favorites to win. And always uh, ready to disappoint. <laughs> and uh, Croatia, the uh, defending uh, World Cup runners-up. We'll see what they have left in the tank um, for a run here at the Euros. I think that's the most interesting matchup that doesn't involve our two teams here this week. That's uh, Oh, also, um, forward Madison lost their first match today against Omaha Union. Or United, no. I can't remember right now, and I didn't write it down. I think it's a Union, um, two to one. So that ends their 288 day uh, winless or lossless streak, undefeated streak. 228, 288 day undefeated streak. Tough, tough way to go out. Yeah, it's tough. They're still pretty close to the top of the table. All right, it is halftime. One one. <clears throat> uh, that's it for the corner kick. All right. Oh, fantastic. Claudia. Oh, Reina scored. Reina scored the goal for the America. There you go. All right. Dom, Dom. All right. Corner <laughs> kick. 
All right, so Corey Kick will in now. We got some throwins today. Yeah, I put. Casey, I, you want to go ahead? I put baseball into throwins. I don't know. I probably could have called it out because I have two things here. Uh, Brewers yeah. reclaim first in the division. They're winners nine, nine of their last ten. One of the hottest teams in baseball. Although having a four game series against Arizona, he was <laughs> dreadful. Uh, definitely helps. They've lost 17 straight road games, which, in, you know, we talk about like with the Twins playoff streak. I, I didn't have to go after the Twins like that. I don't know why I did that, but um, it's hard to do. It's hard to get those <laughs> I mean, you didn't have to, but at the same time, you had to. Yeah. It's just, you know, that pops up. Um, and it would. Just a good weekend. Had a couple of the best days of baseball in, over the weekend. Uh, and the best days, of course, for me are when the Brewers win and Cubs and Cardinals lose. I think I had three of those since we potted last. So it was a good couple of days for baseball. Wow. Wow. In, How are you even alive? In our household. Um, for you, Marlo, I wrote this down. Your boy, Tony Larusa. Yeah. Now second in wins. And, of course, yeah. when he goes into the Hall of Fame, he will wear a White Sox hat. Yeah, absolutely. One of the most beloved managers of all time. Uh, especially in the city of Chicago. <laughs> no, really was coming. Second of all time, so congrats to him um, on that. Also, we might as well rename the podcast Baseball USA Yeah, uh, with the Brewers in first and the White Sox in first. That's so right. Basi- basically titled Town Podcast right now. That's right. If the season ended today, Marlo. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We, would, we would both have won the division. <laughs> We would be in the World Series. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if if the if the rules were whoever's leading the Central when the season ends automatically yes. gets in the World Series. Series. Yes. Listen, Marlon. I don't want to. I don't want to. You know, count any uh, chickens before they hatch. But if the way this Brewers pitching staff has been, if you get the Brewers in a playoff series, and you have Woodruff. Uh, Burns and Freddie Peralta, who I think are all in the top ten in ERA this season in the NL. Um, that's a formidable staff to have in, in a playoff series. I don't care how Ooh, shitty the, the offense has been; that'll be there. Um, come, oh, man. come playoff time. We're I, in June. We're in June. They've Brewers, been, are Casey, yeah. Brewers are setting up Casey right now. <laughs> Look, I'm not. <laughs> The Brewers are seven games over five hundred. They were seventeen and ten, and I think they lost like fifteen their next seventeen or something like that. After that, to get below, f- to they went from seventeen and ten to somehow below five games under five hundred, and now somehow they're seven games over five hundred again. It's been a real up and down season. <laughs> Play with my emotions, but when it's good like it is now, it feels really good. I feel like your White Sox are going to have an easier time holding on to their the lead in their division. I think it's four games now. Five games, something like that. Um, just doesn't seem like there's as much competition uh, as as uh, in in the. And by competition, I mean uh, the Brewers will fall back, and the Cubs and Cardinals are going to be there. So there we go. All right, enough baseball. Right. Otherwise, it would have been in its own segment. Uh, <laughs> next throwing, John. We'll do golf. John Ram was leading the Memorial. By six strokes, had his positive COVID test, had to withdraw from the tournament. Some guy named Cantley wins. We've been, what, a year and a couple months into yeah. this thing? Yep. And this is, I, I don't, 
I can't recall a golfer having to withdraw from a tournament during the tournament, let alone yep. somebody leading. Absolutely brutal. That is abs- it's absolutely brutal. And I, th- we talked about probably about a little over a year ago how, like, if any sport was set up to be able to play during COVID era, it would be golf, right? Yeah. Because it's, it's not like... You know, it's a, it's a single it's a you know single person's game. You don't have to be close to anyone, right? right. If you want, so that's that's a tough that's a tough draw. Yeah, and um, yeah, it sucks. Well, How do you feel if you're Cantley? You're like, yeah, one, but I was, but because, but yeah. <laughs> I was down six, and all of a sudden I wasn't. As uh, <laughs> Coach Calhoun says, not a dime back. <laughs> not a dime back. You take it. You not count. a dime back. You count not it. A dime back. <laughs> um. I just, how does he, look, it's a virus. I don't totally understand it. But how do you test negative every day and then on, on Sunday you're positive? Like, you, I yeah, feel yeah. like once you're in a tournament, I, I'm sure it's not as, like, strict as, like, the NBA is, like, on road games and stuff. But, like, it just feels weird, right, that he what, presumably tested negative all their three days of the tournament. He tested positive the last day. Not like, I'm not... Implying a conspiracy theory. I don't know. It's just, it's just, I, I, I think I think we got a conspiracy going on. <laughs> no, did he like, owe someone? Did he owe someone money? Yeah. Did he but not? Th- did, yeah. I don't did Cantley pay, pay off? I don't even know if he was this guy in second year. He's just who won. <laughs> did he pay off the the tester to make sure he got a positive? I don't know. Man. People are asking, Marlo. People are asking. I'm not asking. People, People are. are yeah, asking. yeah, yeah. People are yeah. asking. All right. Next one. A interview uh, was on. Uh, I think it was on ESPN. It was during the. NCAA uh, men's baseball uh, coverage. Stephen Soch, Scotch, I don't know how to say it. Look it up. He's a pitcher for Virginia. He did an interview. Uh, I guess search Virginia pitcher Kenny Powers interview. Yeah. That'd be a good way. It's hilarious. Good uh, I wish I could have a view of life the way this guy does. <laughs> <laughs> it seems so chill. Well, man, it's- so much swag going on. He just, yeah, he's just dripping with it. I'm yeah, sure was, he's a lot less angsty when he watches Bucks games than I am. <laughs> yeah, man, he's just trying to, just trying to get his dipping dots. <laughs> he's trying to get his dipping dots. As long as his boy's got his back, he's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, electric stuff. <laughs> I figured I could get my own dipping dots. <laughs> All right, go find the interview. It's it's just great. It's just great. I don't know how else to explain it. Um, all right, last throwing I got here, Marlo, uh, is uh, a state win percentage. I just saw this on Twitter and wanted to throw it out there. Um, <clears throat> each state's win percentage with, uh, so here's the caveats, based on this season only, last year for the NFL, must have two-plus teams to be counted. Clocking in at number one, your great state of Wisconsin, uh, with the Bucks, Brewers, and Packers having a combined win percentage of 651. There we go. Illinois, Marlowe for you. I guess you're not in Illinois, but your teams are in Illinois. 515, clocking in at 14th. Wow. There you go. There it is. I sent this. I have a, a friend who lives in Michigan. I saw this on Saturday, and I sent this to him and said, just in case you were enjoying your weekend, I wanted to share this with you. Last place, <laughs> 23rd. There's 23 qualifying states. Uh, Michigan in uh, last with 353. That's tough. <laughs> Minnesota 19th. Ha. Suck it, Minnesota. And Michigan. 
That's all I got. Texas surprisingly got, low. All right. Should I just read through all, Let me read through all 23 states, Marlo. Here we go. <laughs> Wisconsin. Missouri. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> um, uh, did we talk about the fight last night, last week? I feel like we had it, but we didn't talk about it. I That's know. going on right now. Jake the Paul, Mayweather. Oh, I thought Jake Logan Paul was Paul. funny. Oh, wait. Are there Logan two? Paul. Are there two Paul? There's two Pauls, aren't there? Yeah. Are, are they both Paul. boxing people? I don't know. Logan Paul's fight Mayweather is just about to start. I did not buy the pay per view. I'm just going to wait for the highlights of. Logan I saw. I out. saw. Uh, Chad Ochocinco was fighting somebody and got knocked to the ground. Oh, nice. What is what is this? You can just go box. How do you, how do you do? Would you, would you just go sign up a box for money if you're a celebrity? I don't understand. Um, I don't know. But who I'm you, not. Who, I'm not sure. You got. You got to be. Who is fighting the UFC guy? Because last week they announced. Oh, I'm so confused. I forgot this happened. We didn't talk about it last week because I thought he signed a. A fight to fight a former UFC guy. I forgot about Mayweather. I thought this was just rumored. Okay. Oh, it's happening now, apparently. No, no it's happening now. It's happening now. <laughs> I would be surprised if uh, Jake or Logan or whoever it is lands a punch. <laughs> I would be surprised. Um, I don't get this whole, like, why, why is it interesting? I guess I'm not a boxing guy, but, like, watching Chad Ochocinco, watching either of the Paul brothers watching people who don't box box. I don't understand it. Why is that fun? Yeah. Why is, why is Mayweather? I'm sure. I mean, this is on pay review. I'm sure he's getting paid again. I can find the numbers on it, but how come he gets to keep coming out of retirement to fight non boxers? I don't know. I mean, he's still the, why he gets to is he's still the biggest name in boxing, right? Yeah, I, who's the second biggest name in boxing? Uh, Canelo. Okay, Canelo's a second. He's because he's actually yeah, yeah. champion, right? right. Um, but Canelo, <laughs> Jake or Logan Paul? Like, I can't. I don't know what either of them. Who either of them are and which one is fighting? Um, Logan Paul's fighting. Logan Paul. Logan Paul is not going to fight Canelo. Oh my God! Could you imagine? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. His whole thing is right. He fights guys who like aren't top their game and like probably don't really care about fighting him and just want a paycheck. Canelo's not going to do that right now. And I think with Mayweather, you could... If you're him, you could talk yourself to him being like... Because Mayweather's not like a knockout guy, right? I don't think he's ever been in his career. At least any boxing fight we watched with him. And I felt like we ended up buying all the freaking Mayweather pay-per-views. Um, <laughs> we were always disappointed. Probably because we were rooting against him. He would always win. Um, but he he just he boxes and he wins the points and he you know wears you out and that's a different fight than what Logan Paul's I think seen in the past. What are the odds? I'm looking it up. Uh, yeah. Mayweather. I don't click on anything sketchy. My he's okay. Listed anywhere between minus eight hundred and minus twenty one hundred. Well, I would go with uh, minus eight hundred if I could <laughs> over minus twenty one hundred. Uh, Paul is between four fifty and one thousand. Oh, you can't bet on it in the United States. Okay, well, great fun stuff. 
He's why taller. Is he, why is it even happening? He is significantly taller. <laughs> Probably has a longer. I don't think he's going to be able to hit him. No, no, no. All right, all right. That's it. That's it. Just we, a, that was a throw into the throw in. Did it. We did it. Another one in the books. Uh, as always, guys, you can find us on Twitter at 132Breeze, myself at MarloJR, Casey at Prof Badger Fan. Casey, that's going to be it for me. You got any last words? I pff, No, I wa- no. I'm all worn out from uh, the throw-ins. So until next time, Oof. fellow fans, I hope all your favorite teams win all the sports.